Hello. Hey, Mike. What's up, man? Hey, how's it going? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Good, good, good. Do we have Breon on also? I can hear you guys. Awesome. Well, welcome, guys. Welcome to Agent After Hours. Uh, I'm Tyler Morton, the host, and I've got Mike Martin and Breon Price here. And so I'm excited to have you guys as guests because you guys do some crazy outside-the-box things, and that's what we're all about. So we're going to dive right in, and I just want you guys to give me the background of, or I'm going to give a little bit of background here, but you guys went into downtown Cincinnati and started working on these condo renovations, right? You were taking old buildings and turning them into condos. Yep. And just give me the background on how this all happened and give me the process because, I mean, this is not something for the light of heart, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no problem. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. This is Mike Martin here from REMAX Victory. Um, so, yeah, uh, we, we kind of fell into this. And uh, I, when you guys started doing Agent After Hours, I'm like, this would be a great show because uh, for all the listeners – uh, this is a great way that you can get additional listings or make a lot more money for your clients. And what we're going to explain can actually be applied to any market really in the United States and, and not just in Cincinnati. So, uh, but, but basically, yeah, how this all came about was uh, uh, Breon and I met several years ago, maybe five, six years ago, he purchased uh, his investment group, purchased one of my uh, listings in Mount Adams and for you, those of you not listening in Cincinnati, Mount Adams is a real affluent area next to downtown that's kind of on a hill that overlooks downtown. And for years and years, it was the popular bar and party scene for college kids. It's where everybody wanted to see and be seen. So um, we started investing up there and, uh, you know, partnered with an architect and we're going to build some condos. But Breon actually lived in Mount Adams. And then as we started doing business there more and more, we really uh, got the temperature of the market and we were seeing that downtown Cincinnati was really where everybody wanted to be. It's where they wanted to invest. It's where all the kids wanted to live. The college kids as close to UC and with the major developments of downtown Cincinnati, like the bank banks project. And then, uh, you know, all the sports stuff going on down there, the renovation of over the Rhine and everything. That's just where everybody wanted to be. So, Breon and I, uh, you know, we hit it off and decided, how are we going to crack into the downtown market? And really, if you want to buy and sell residential real estate downtown, it has to be condos because obviously it's the city. And just like any other urban area, there's no single family houses. And if you can find one, you can't afford it. You know, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we we got this idea. OK, well, maybe we should build some condos. Well, it was just so expensive. Uh, we're like, I don't know. Well, then we're like, well, why don't we renovate an old building? And then this all uh, uh, turned. Uh, we got into these condo conversions. So uh, the first project we did, I actually found an expired listing downtown. And what we were looking for was a uh, apartment building uh, that, that had several levels and it had nice size units that we thought would be marketable. So I contacted an agent in downtown or a, 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 a agent that had an expired listing in downtown Cincinnati. They didn't even call me back. Uh, it was a building for like six or seven hundred thousand sure. dollars. Um, so, uh, yeah, I just researched it, found who the owner was, uh, found that he lived in Walnut Hills. I, I Googled his phone number. I gave him a call and he picked up the phone <laughs> and I said, hey, uh, uh, I'm interested in your building. And uh, we, we hit it off with this guy, and he actually owned several buildings downtown. But uh, basically what we did is uh, our first project was at 633 Main Street, and we purchased a four-story building. 
with a unit on each floor. So four total units, one commercial unit in the bottom, and then three residential units on top of that. And uh, we uh, bought the building for, I think, was it 600000 We ended up paying uh, 162000 a floor on that one. So uh, times four okay. units, I can hear him shuffling through his papers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we, we, we ended up buying it for 648000 roughly, is what we ended up paying for that one. Yeah, yeah. And then we conned it out, and then we sold all the units – uh, for well over 200000 a piece. So you can kind of do the math there. It was a really nice profit. And this building that we stumbled into didn't require any renovations. The seller had, because uh, it's also a hot apartment market downtown, so he had, he had rehabbed all the apartments already. So we really did nothing to it. I think we put a roof on yeah, it, we, didn't we? Yeah, Is that what so we did we, for we a compliant? When we bought it, we, our biggest thing was, you know, we, we all de- you have – you know, kind of cut our teeth into residential, you know, property, whether it's residential finance on my front or Mike selling houses or condos. And uh, our biggest concern was what are we going to do with this hair salon that's on the first floor? You know, I mean, it had a, a fully functioning hair salon that we basically inherited. And I think we make more money off of that than anything now. It's hilarious. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, 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 it's really good. So, Basically, um, now we've got it, it is a it is uh, I'm not going to lie. It's quite a complicated process to to do the conversion. But we've got uh, uh, a network of attorneys and uh, contractors to do the inspections and everything where we can convert these buildings. So, so what, what um, if anyone listening on a, uh, on well, a basic level, you know, like I'm a third grader, what is the what is the process <coughs> to get a conversion and how long does it take? OK, so uh, ahead, a couple of things that we look at when we are looking at a building whether it makes sense for us to convert it. Um, you know, there's multiple ways we can go. But the first thing we want to look at is, is there, is there at least four units? Okay. Um, what we're really trying to accomplish is, is our end product going to be sellable to Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac? Because ultimately it doesn't matter what we convert. If we can't sell them down the road, whether we bought the building and we're selling them for a profit or we're representing your client, the developer, um, if I can't sell the condos at the end or I can't get financing at the end, you know, then all the work was for nothing. So very, very minimum, at least four units. The second thing we're going to take a look at is we don't care that there's commercial space in the building as long as it's less than 25% of the total square footage. And there's multiple ways that we've, we found to get around that, um, whether we, could, we make the basement a common area or we've dabbled into putting rooftop decks onto the building and sure. making that a common area so that way you can double up your square footage there. Um, but those are the two major components that we look at. Okay. Um, then once we know that, okay, we have the parameters to do one of these. Now it's all about getting the association set up. Okay. This is where almost all condo projects fail or are delayed. Okay. It's, it's getting the bylaws for the association set up and completing the declarations. Okay. So that's something that we have a vast legal resource that we use that sets all of those up for us. It's now pretty boilerplate, so it's, it only takes about 35 to 40 days um, to really well, Why do you think that's a stumbling block for so many other companies? Well, uh, I mean, how many times have you seen an association that's not FHA approved or um, that has reserves that are deficient? Um, you know, something along the lines that would make your client not want to buy the condo, right? You know, that, that happens quite a bit. I think, you know, in the greater Cincinnati area, only 30% or less of our condos are actually FHA approved. I mean, that's, that, 
that that's really really bad fha is a product that gets people into these homes you know or into these condos so when that a specific condo project isn't fha approved that's a major red flag and personally i probably wouldn't buy a condo that wasn't fha approved okay um so we want to get that set up we want to make sure that 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 handoff when we hand it off from our developer to the association is as smooth as can be okay um, Tyler, are you familiar with non-warrantable condos? Uh, no, give me the rundown. Okay. All right. So there's two types of condos out there from a financing perspective. The first is what we call non-warrantable. That means that it can't be sold to Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac. Okay. Or it's not Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac insurable. Okay. okay. That's like a death knell. If you have a, <laughs> if you, that, if, if you, you know, if you came to me and said, Hey, I'm looking at taking on this listing, it's, they're telling me it's non-warrantable. I would say, Wash your hands of it, man. It's going to ruin the relationship with your client, and you're going to have a really, really hard time selling it. And if you do find a buyer for it, the, my qualifications for them are going to be much, much higher than what they normally would be. They're almost always adjustable rate mortgages. Um, they require at least 5%, to, you know, a minimum of 10 to 15% down. So you're looking at your pool of people that could buy that project at the end. Uh, is, is going to be much smaller. So our goal is always to make warrantable condos. We want, we want condos that anybody can buy, okay? Or the barrier to buy that condo is, is much lower than what it would be um, on, a, on a non-warrantable front. So, so the hurdles for that are really just following guidelines, right? Exactly. We want to make sure that our, our projects follow Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac's guidelines. Got it. Uh, our approach is we want to sell these units and we want to make money. So uh, we st- start at the, the unit sale and we work backwards from there to see if the project's going to work, basically. Um, so we say, what are these units going to sell for? Uh, uh, who's going to finance them? Who's going to be the buyer? And then you go backwards from there and see if the whole project's going to work and how much money everybody's going right. to make. So, you know, like the first project we did, 633 Main Street, we kind of called that like our economy. Um, these were like shotgun style loft condos. Um, they were two bedroom, one bath. They were renovated, you know, probably five years ago. And so we started out at, I think we wanted to, we wanted to sell them for 235,000 a piece. So then we worked backwards. Okay. What do we have to buy the building for? And then we add in all the legal work and then we take out the consulting fee and everything. And then that's kind of how we figured out what our price was going to be. So it's uh, it's really just plugging all the numbers into a formula. Um, and it's, it's been very lucrative. I mean, we've, you know, I think we started out with an economy one at 633 Main Street, and then now we did 825 Main Street, which is the, these were huge. I mean, I ended up taking the top unit, it's 2,500 square feet. So that's a massive condo for downtown Cincinnati. Yeah, that's huge. So, Tyler, uh, yeah, you don't, you don't have to buy these buildings. Your, your client, you, you know, bring these consultants in and then, do the conversion, your client can hold all the financing. So we've done it both ways. One, we bought the building and then we did the conversion. And then uh, the other one, we uh, we let the seller, it was so large, we did a nine unit. The seller just held all the, the units and was essentially the developer and then used us as a consultant on it. Um, so yeah, however, there's millions of ways to work the math on this. <laughs> and that's, well, yeah, I mean, if, if everybody's making money, everybody's happy, right? You right. got it. And that's what we always look at. And that, I think that's what's really, really cool about this and kind of how it's converted um, from us just buying buildings to now uh, actually working with the people that own the buildings now. Because, you know, if we can go to somebody that, that has a building downtown Cincinnati or downtown Dayton that's, you know, 
they're breaking even on, but they're not really making any money on, you know, let's say it's, you know, eight, eight or nine units. Okay. Um, and that's, that's kind of what the 724, 725 building that we bought. Um, the guy wanted $1.1 million for the building. Well, you know, that's a, that's a pretty big chunk of change for us to shell out there to buy the building and then convert it. And then, you know, and then try to sell these, you know, over a year long period, that's going to, it's just a lot of money for us to tie up. So sure. what we would, we went to the guy and said, Hey, here's what we'll do. We'll do all the legal work for you. We'll get you know, here. We will get you the finished product in 60 days and then we'll start to sell them. You have nine units. And if we can sell each one for 250,000, you're going to make an extra million dollars than if you actually sold the building to us for 1.1 million. So does that make sense? Is that, I mean, that, that's kind of how we approached it to that guy. And it started this whole new revenue stream of us of rather than us buying buildings and being the investor, let's just be the consultant that helps you guys get more listings. Sure. What is, what's a consulting fee on like something like that pay? So it's based off of the entire scope of the project. Um, the more units, obviously, the more work that we're going to have to put into it. Sure. Um, you know, there's a couple of different steps that have to happen between us signing off on it and to us having the finished project. One, we have to get all the condo docs drawn up. Okay. Um, and that's, that's really based off of the building. Um, the one building that we did had two commercial storefronts. Um, so that was kind of a nightmare for me to figure out exactly what the square footage was going to be. <laughs> um, yeah. that, that's why we got creative and we're like, Oh, I mean, what if we put a rooftop deck on these? Then, you know, then we can, now we got more residential square footage. So, um, you know, we look at the, you know, how, how much work are we going to have to put into these to get them to the finished project? Um, but every time we've, we've done this, everybody makes money. Everybody makes, everybody's made more money than what we projected, which is really, really cool. We always give, say, hey, this is worst case scenario based on if we sell them for this. And this is best case scenario if we hit the market just right and we sell them for this. Um, so it's, there's a formula that we use, but um, there's a lot of meat on the bone per se. Sure. What, uh, what's the time frame on the, you said 60 days to turn it around, but what, as far as selling the actual units, what's the typical time frame on getting those condos sold? I know obviously that market's hot, so. Right. Yeah. I mean, um, it's so let's say, you know, use a hypothetical timeline here. Let's say that we found a project and we started on it April 1st, um, April, all of April, all of May is, you know, to get everything put together to get the condos actually legally eligible to sell. And then Mike, how long do you think it would take you to sell five or six condos uh, in downtown Cincinnati? Probably uh, 30 to 60 days. I mean, th these these generally the ones that we're marketing are priced lower than what these brand new buildings are. Oh, and, yeah. and there's yeah. And there's nothing like that downtown. So they well, they usually go. Really let me revise bad. my question a little bit from sure. the, because I would say I'm in the state brokerage business. And so what 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 does the scope look like for you on? these prior to prior, prior yeah. to actually being finished you know the, you try to build a demand yeah well the first step we do which is actually where we're at now which has been very successful is normally there's tenants in these buildings so we offer we give a notice to them that they have x amount of months to move out which is normally uh 60 or 90 days i think and then we offer them the option to buy their unit and then breon steps in and normally he their payment uh, on a purchase lower than what they're actually paying in rent in some cases, and they can just move right in. So some of these projects, we've sold 20, 30, 40% of the units uh, before we've even marketed them just to the tenants living in the building. That's awesome. One of the things that, you know, that 
and kind of how this whole project started was I was living in Mount Adams and if Mount Adams kind of turned into a, a it was a, it was dying out a little bit. It wasn't a, um, it wasn't as, as hopping as what, you know, as what I thought it was going to be. And I was like, everybody wanted to live in OTR, this huge shift to, to OTR and down at the banks. And I was like, you know, uh, I, I didn't think I would be, ever be able to find a condo that I could, you know, that I could reasonably, you know, buy. And so I was looking at rent down there and rent was like seventeen, eighteen hundred dollars a month for a two bedroom, two bath. I'm like, man, like, you know, think about what you could get for a house for that price. And so right. that that's kind of how this whole thing really started was the rental market was so high. It was, you know, why don't we try to make condos that we could sell for less than what people would pay in rent with 5% down? So and that, that, you know, and, and now you're living in a penthouse, 2,500 square feet. It, yeah, it's, it's the ultimate bachelor pad. It's, it is pretty uh, nice. Yeah. yeah, we and I did negotiate in the the coolest pool table. It, it's because uh, for, for just because the guy couldn't get it out of there. It was, it's four stories up, and they'd have to take it out through the window probably. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. But but yeah, Tyler, I think you know this model. There's so much potential for this because there's tons of buildings. Obviously, in Cincinnati, you can do this too. Um, I, I I don't I don't know a lot about downtown Dayton, but I'm absolutely sure with the trend nationwide of millennials moving downtown, there's a tremendous market. Um, we, we've all had some calls and some discussion about Hamilton, Ohio. I know agents that work out there say there's there's a lot of uh, residential stuff happening down there. I mean, even a small city like that, there may be some potential for this. So yeah, anyone that's listening uh, that thinks they might have an idea here or whatever, uh, feel free to give me or Brianna a call to bounce it off of us. Yeah, or, go, go ahead and share your contact info, and then I've got a, a pro tip for you afterwards. Okay, great. Yeah, so I'm Mike Martin from REMAX Victory in Cincinnati. It's uh, 513-886-3999. And, and, go I'm, ahead, Brian. and I'm Brian Price with Summit Funding, and my number is 513-204-9587. Awesome. Yeah, so I'm just, you know, marketing is my passion. And uh, I'm just thinking, uh, you guys obviously are thinking outside the box. I'm trying to think of how you can get, you know, some of these pre-marketed and more of them sold than even 40%. Right. Um, if you haven't used boxbrownie.com before, you need to check oh. it out. They do incredible, incredible photo work. And they just, they basically edit your current photos that you already take. And obviously the higher quality photos that you take, if you have a professional photographer come in, they'll edit those. They will actually edit your 360s as well. But I met with these guys down at the Remax R4 convention, and they just released. It's not even on their website yet, um, but they're doing uh, renovation pictures where they're basically uh, doing augmented photos to show the before and after of what it would look like renovated. So if you wow. if you can show them an example of you know, hey, here's a condo unit we did, and we're going to use similar uh, materials, they can mock that up based on the current layout. Wow. Yeah, that's incredible. That, that, that's an incredible product. Andrea in our office uh, was nice enough to show me that, and I've been using it just to dive. Even professional photos oh, look yeah. better when you run them through Box Browner. Yeah, it's it's great. Yeah, they they'll do twilight. They will do three D renderings. They will do uh, virtual staging. So just a really really cool product. Um, but I'm excited for the renovation product because I think there's opportunity for what you guys are doing for showing clients. You know, hey, here's a HUD home that you know, needs $50,000 worth of work. Here's what the kitchen could look like. Yeah. A lot, a lot of people just don't have that vision. So. Right. That's great. You reminded me of one extra thing too, uh, regarding renovation. So, uh, in the city of Cincinnati and you would have to check with your municipality, but 
Um, these these qualify for a tax abatement for uh, basically new new construction. So um, if you find a building that needs some work and you want to renovate these to make them higher end condos, when you market them now as listings, you, you, you get a tax abatement on the entire portion of the renovation. So in other words, if you buy an old building and you're paying like we paid 100, 100 or so thousand a floor, and then you put 100 in each floor, uh, and then you sell them for 300, the buyer can actually get a abatement on that, uh, that, that spread from uh, what you cost on the renovations, which is in, in that last uh, seven to 15 years, depending on the level of the renovation and all that. And that's actually transferable when they sell the unit. So it can oh, cut the taxes in half. On I was going to say, units. it's a huge buyer incentive because yeah. you know, when you talk about making these places affordable, uh, you know, compared to a rent, you know, taxes are a huge portion of that, especially in the downtown metro areas. Oh, you got it. The other thing that we have a niche on is the HOA fees because these buildings are small. Um, generally, they're self-managed HOAs, and there's not a lot of amenities. We don't have doormen or elevator. Uh, none of our buildings actually have elevators. So, um, and then everything is part of the compliance. Uh, the the building's all gone through, and if it needs a roof, we put it on. All that kind of stuff. So, all the capital expenses are pretty much taken care of uh, when we do the conversion. So uh, it keeps our HOA fees. One of them was, uh, what, what are we at? 125 on this project. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, you're, you're talking about people that, you know, every condo that we've sold downtown Cincinnati, um, you know, if they put down 5%, the payment is going to be less than $1,800 a month. Uh, did, you know, just, did you just say your entire renovation was 125000 uh, I don't even think we've spent one hundred twenty five thousand on a project yet. To be yeah, yeah, we're I doing mean, a major one now. We're going to do a, 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 a was it two thousand seven hundred square foot unit uh, that we're we're going to spend I think one hundred twenty five thousand now and try to sell for uh, four hundred plus. Uh, we're, so we're going to try the higher end market. That's the uh, the latest one we're, we're working on now. But uh, yeah, most of the units, you know, uh, these were pretty nice rentals. So we're just painting, carpeting them and those type of things uh, to get them to get them marketed. Where wow. Tyler, where where this, you know, I think we kind of hit lightning in a bottle with a couple of these, but <laughs> where where we can um, where we can, you know, really help, um, you know, your agents, uh, you know, it, it is if, if you have a four family, you know, let's say, let's say that you have a four family, you know, somewhere in the suburbs or, you know, Kenwood or somewhere like that. And it's not quite cash flowing the way that your investor client would want to. Okay. Um, then what you can do is you can look at, okay, if we took this four family and we sold one unit, you know, for 200,000 and one unit for 180,000, and then you add them all up, you know, it, if you're making more money than what that client wants to sell the whole building for, then, then that's where, you, you know, that's our project. That's our, that, oh, yes. that's what we're looking to do. We can, if we can part it off and sell it for more than what they wanted as a whole, then, you know, then we're in the money. And, and your job as the agent to kind of sniff out is to see, okay, is this area going to support these units? If, if, if we break this building up, are these units actually going to sell? And in some yeah. of these hot areas, absolutely. And it could work in the suburbs. You just, You'd have to do some some uh, definite research, but yeah, it, it, the sky's the limit. Mike, how many listings have you got off of this? 
I think. Oh man, I, enough that the office is completely confused with all my names for <laughs> loops. They they don't they don't they they, they they all the paperwork is all confusing because they all got the same address. But yeah, it's been quite a bit of business. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining. And uh, yeah, we're gonna have to start researching here in Dayton and maybe even Columbus. Absolutely. Yep. Great. Thanks for having us. Awesome. Thanks again for joining Agent After Hours. Until next time, we'll see you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.